Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just drank the most disgusting kale smoothie I have ever had, ever. And while I was choking down this nasty thing, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. Manny Coates here, and I am here with Leron Hirschkorn. Did I get that name right? Yes. Finally. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Thank you for having me on. No, I appreciate it. Well, in case you guys don't know of Leron, he has been marketing online for the last, what, decade? 10 years or so? Yeah. And over the last couple of years, he's been building up a seven figure private label brand on Amazon. And Leron also helps teach other sellers how to build successful brands in the Amazon marketplace. Did I get that all right? Yes. Perfect. So we're going to drill Leron today. I hope you don't mind. We're going to pick your brain. Hopefully you'll drop some nuggets and then uh, people will walk away empowered. Definitely. Sounds good. Cool. So you said the last two years you've been selling on Amazon, your seven figures. Now, how many SKUs or how many ASINs do you have, by the way? Um, I have around probably like 20 products or so. Um, a lot of them have variations. So I have probably like 150 different SKUs, but um, kind of like 20 core products. Okay. Did you, how many did you start out with when you first launched? Uh, I first, I launched uh, probably around two or three products right around the same time. Um, one of them is still running, uh, you know, and the other two kind of fell, you know, fell off, um, you know, which is sort of a good lesson, right? Because, uh, you know, you have to launch more products to find sort of those gold nuggets, those winners, you know, and yeah. you're going to have some losers along the way. For sure. I'm going to just put you on the spot. Where are your monthly sales right now on average per month? So, so last year I did about 1.2, um, this year I'll, you know, hopefully get to 2, uh, million plus in sales. Okay. Where do you think your profit margins, where are you going to be at the end of the year? Where are you at monthly right now? Typically? Um, so, so if you, if you, I mean, if you just take a look at just like product profit margins without all the other business expenses, you know, I try, I try to shoot for a minimum profit margin of 30%, um, on a product. And I have, products that go anywhere from 30 up to like 55% margins. Wow. Um, you know, we'll talk about that. It's also one of the benefits of having more expensive products is that you can, you can definitely get better, better profit margins. But um, I would say you know, between 30 and 55. And then, you know, after you have all your expenses with your business, you know, you're probably between 15 and 20% uh, margin okay. probably. All right. When you say all your expenses, a lot of new people don't know what those might be. They're like, well, I pay this and I sell it for this amount. What would be right. some of those things? Well, you know, you have sponsored ads, so uh, that's definitely uh, an expense, an advertising marketing cost. You have, uh, if you're doing AMS headline ads, also advertising costs. If you're running any sort of Facebook traffic, uh, any software, right? We all probably have, you know, five, six plus different software tools that, that we use. So software expenses, if you have a VA, those expenses. So everything that goes really into into running your business, any trainings you pay for, 
um, you know, masterminds. I recently heard um, Ben Cummings speak on a on a Facebook Live, and he said he dedicates twenty percent of his uh, you know of his uh, revenue towards uh, reinvesting in himself and training. So I think that's something that you should definitely budget for. I yeah, agree with that. I agree too. I think it's critical. Are you one hundred percent Amazon right now? Yeah, pretty much. I, I do a little bit on on eBay, but not all that much, and pretty much one hundred percent on Amazon. Uh, I got um, today. Looks like I'm. Uh, I got a a call from somebody I've been trying to work with uh, to sell into retail, and it looks like they're going to be placing an order. So that'll be my first sort of entrance into into selling into retail. Okay. Are you USA only, or are you global? Um, USA only. Uh, I did set up a, a, a VAT in a UK account. Just haven't sent inventory over there yet. I, I plan to. I'd like to get into UK and Germany. Uh, those markets. Okay. Normally when I start an interview, I'll ask people, you know, how they got into this. So if you could sum up mm -hmm. in a sentence or two, why did you decide sure. to get into this business and where'd you come from? Sure. Yeah. So in, you know, when I talk about marketing online, what I did before Amazon was I had a uh, life insurance agency online business. So basically I had a website, I marketed articles, SEO, et cetera. I got people to come and then I sold them life insurance over the phone. They got quotes and that was my lead generation. And I sold them life insurance over the phone. So I always had this, you know, sort of bug with internet marketing and it was always a hobby. And I was always trying, you know, probably try 10 different things, you know, before, you know, sort of other than the insurance, that was my main business. But I was playing around with other other stuff. You know, I remember going to, you know, Frank Kern seminars and, uh, you know, learning how to build a list and info products and blogging. And I was always trying different things, you know, in terms of online uh, marketing. And I came across a course that ta taught you how to you know, basically build a Shopify store and drop ship from not from China, but actually from US like wholesalers uh, and build a business around it. And so I did that uh, in 2014 and it, it actually went pretty well, but the margins were very thin. So it was hard to really scale up a lot of advertising when the margins were thin. So from there, just in the various Facebook groups, um, I came across Amazon FBA and that's kind of how I got into it. And I started off just arbitrage, you know, going to like a discount clearance type store and buying stuff, just selling on Amazon, which, you know, I think for anyone starting out, it, it's good to do that even for just a month or two to learn, you know, how Amazon works. How do I ship stuff in? What is sales rank? Like all this stuff that, you know, is kind of like the language of Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like a good book title. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you kind of learn that a little bit, you know, before you start really maybe getting into private label where it may take two or three months till you're able to get, get a product into Amazon. Um, that really helped me sort of understand how Amazon works, how, you know, buy box competition, other listings, BSR, et cetera. Yeah. It's a fast way of doing it. And a lot of people actually like it. It's kind of exciting to go find those treasures in whatever stores are going in. I used yeah. to do that back in the day, way back. My, I'd go with my dad to like garage sales and we'd find, uh -huh. like, oh my God, we found a record player for 25 cents. So yeah. do you do this business alone right now? Your FBA business? Um, yeah, pr pretty much alone. I have a VA, but that's, uh, otherwise that that's pretty much it. I do outsource, you know, a lot of, a lot of things where I can in my business. Obviously I have a bookkeeper CPA. I don't never, never touch anything when it comes to, to the numbers or things like that. I outsource, you know, photography, I outsource really, you know, as much as I can in the business, but mm -hmm. pretty much myself and a, and a VA, a U.S. based VA that helps me okay. uh, run the business. How many hours do you work a day? Would you say? Uh, I mean, I, I would say probably maybe 10 hours a day, but you know, it's also, you know, it's uh first of all, I love this business. Right. So I don't know. Do you consider like this working? This is fun. Right. But it's also like, 
you know, on an Amazon podcast. I talk to sellers all the time. I love talking to sellers. I love talking about the business. So, you know, I'm hanging out in Facebook groups, both, you know, helping other sellers, learning myself. So you can kind of consider that work, but you know, it's also fun. So, uh, you know, I think if I, you know, I think that if I really only had to just, if I didn't teach or help any sellers or anything, just focused on my own business, I could probably do it in four hours a day, you know, three, four hours a day. I don't think, you know, I don't think you, especially with private label, when like you don't touch your products, you can have products from China go directly to Amazon. Um, you, you know, you don't have as many SKUs as people who buy wholesale or do other business models do or drop ship and all that stuff. Um, I think you can really do it very well on, you know, 20 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I, that's what I want to get down to. So how much money did you actually start with to, for your very first Amazon product? Um, so my, my first private label product was probably four or $5,000, something in that, in that range. Um, I wouldn't recommend somebody go, you know, probably more than 10,000, you know, into their first product. I think that's probably even, you know, high, uh, because you're going to learn, you know, you're going to make mistakes. It's a very good education that you're going to get by launching that product. So don't hold back, pull the trigger, but Mm -hmm. you know, don't go. And and again, I also, I wouldn't recommend necessarily launching, you know, five, 10 products at once, even if you have the capital, just because you're going to learn from the process, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, if, you're somebody that has just a lot of capital sitting on the side, I would still start sort of slow to, to learn from that because you're going to make mistakes in the beginning. Why not launch five products? I, I agree with you, by the way, but if somebody asks you, well, why not start with five products instead of one as a brand new, as a beginner, what would you say? Because, because you're going you're gonna to learn, right? You're going to learn about the various quality issues you can have with suppliers. You're going to learn about the process of importing you know, by air versus importing by sea. You're going to learn about what you're expected profit margin is and what your true profit margin is once you start selling and see the advertising spend and the competition and and prices you're going to learn a lot along the way and so you know i think you're you'll be able to learn from those mistakes and then uh maybe product number two will be better um you'll learn how to maybe on your first product like my first product i didn't really make any changes you know two products but now when i launch products i try to you know to include things or make design changes or do kind of uh more, more unique things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think I'd mentioned to you, uh, earlier, I just signed a, um, a cause marketing campaign with a charitable organization, right? Something I would never even thought of to do in my first product, but now I have like a differentiating factor with my brand that I can use on my listing. We donate 5% to this organization, right? For every purchase. And there's a tie into the product and things like that are going to, you're going to, you're going to evolve as a seller. And so, you know, go through that go through that process. That journey is worth going through. Okay. Yeah. And you're only going to make that mistake once on one product versus doing it on five products. And I think you can also say that, you know, you're multiplying the amount of work you have to do times five. If you have five products, you got to set up your listings. You've got to get your advertising going. It's just, it's a lot to take in, especially in the beginning. You talked about earlier, you know, investing in yourself and your training. Mm -hmm. You're learning like crazy. I'm still learning nonstop. Right. I mean, I have, backed up of hours of video content of stuff like to watch, you know, between all the various trainings and things that are out there. I try to, um, you know, someone once told me like, be like a sponge, you know, soak Mm -hmm. up like as much as you can. Um, and yeah, I definitely try to do that. And I, my philosophy in life is that if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. So, you know, if, uh, education, especially with Amazon, because it's constantly changing, there are constantly new things going on that you really need to, um, have that constant education to be ahead of 
you know, the competition and what's happening. I agree. Okay. So I have probably half a dozen questions that are, are nugget material. I think we're going to get into this. Uh, All right. It doesn't have to be rapid fire because these are going to be some serious questions. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. So recently we just had a big thing that rolled out with Amazon, the new enhanced brand content on mobile, right? Yep. Um, why don't you tell the listeners, the viewers, what happened and how this is changing what you're doing in your business because of it? Yep, absolutely. So uh, basically, uh, you know, enhanced, Amazon rolled out enhanced brand content, which is if you have brand registry, even the older brand registry, uh, if you have that, you're able to basically add more text and images to your listings, right? Uh, hopefully everybody listening here kind of knows what that looks like. Uh, but if you look at, you know, Amazon pages, you'll see ones that don't just have a description on the bottom. They have uh, additional content. And so now on, you know, on mobile, uh, it's sort of the default now ahead of the bullets is the that enhanced brand content that's showing up, which means you have one, if you have it, you have a great opportunity to convert uh, buyers through, you know, amazing images and text that you can really show, you know, tell more of your brand story, show different images of the product. Um, I think it might be against terms of service, but you could show your other products there kind of like as part of the brand I've done it. Um, you know, if you can get away with it, <laughs> I say, you know, I've had, I've had it approved, but, um, recently I wanted to make a change to EBC and they said, Oh, wait a second. You're also promoting other products. So sometimes they'll approve it. Sometimes they won't. But the, the point is that, you know, it's, a uh, it, it's right in front of you now that EBC con it's not hidden anymore. Prior to, uh, to this rollout, you had to actually, actually click into like features and click on something to actually see that content. So a lot of mobile shoppers weren't seeing that enhanced brand content. And, you know, Amazon said that in 2016, over 70% of shoppers for the holidays used mobile, right? So mobile is, especially with Amazon, right? They have that one click, your address, your credit card is stored there. Mobile is really much easier to shop on Amazon than any other platform, any mm -hmm. other website. And so, you know, you have the opportunity if you have that enhanced content to convert, you know, and get that get that impulse buyer right to 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 see amazing images um, and click and, and buy your product. And it's actually a good lesson, right? Because when Amazon rolls something out, you should take advantage of it. Meaning if you are only now getting around to enhanced brand content, well, good, you should do it. But you should have done it when it first came around, because now when this rollout happens, you don't have to be scrambling to go do it. So what are some of the next things you should be doing? Well, think about video, right? Because maybe by the end of this year or end of first quarter, Amazon will probably allow sellers to add video to their listings. So why not be ahead of the curve and get some video done for your products so that when that rollout comes out, boom, you have it and your competition doesn't because they didn't really prepare for it. And this is something Amazon said at the uh, at the Boost event in New York hosted by Amazon is something that they their goal was to roll out by the end of the year. Yeah. My account manager has been telling me this for a while now, for months. I keep asking because he can upload video and mm -hmm. I'm like, well, when are we going to have any? He goes, it should be coming out any week now, any week. And it's, uh, it's been saying this now for like two months. So yeah, <laughs> maybe it's going to be Q4, maybe next year, but you're absolutely right. Get those videos ready because it's coming. And if somebody asks you later on, say, hey, I'm just starting out. How do I get EBC? What well, do they need? Yeah. So, it, so in order to get EBC, you need to be brand registered. So if you're just starting out, uh, unfortunately right now, brand registry requires that you have a registered trademark, which means you need to apply for a trademark for your brand name uh, and then have it actually issued, which is a process that takes anywhere from like six to nine months. Um, I would say, you know, 
start with that because you're going to need that to get enhanced brand content. Um, it might change also later on in Amazon. Uh, what they they also said at that event that they may try to make it easier at some point to to get uh, EBC, but um, you need to have a trademark. That's the most uh, important thing. And then obviously you want to have your logo on your packaging and on your on your product. It's something else Amazon looks for when you're uh, you know to show that you are the the brand owner of that product. Okay. At what point do you start filing for a trademark? If somebody's asking you, they're starting out, they don't know if the product's going to take off, but they can't get EBC without yep. a trademark. And that takes six months to a year. What do you do? Right. How do you so, advise them? So it's a good question. So I think it all depends on um, a couple of things. One, what is the brand name? Is the brand name very only specific to that product? Or is it a more generic name you can use with other products if this product doesn't do well? If it is more generic and you're committed, or, or if it's, let's say it's, uh, you know, Manny's Kitchen Products, and you're doing a, you know, a garlic press, but you know, if that doesn't work, <laughs> it might not. Um, but if you're doing a, a garlic press, right. And, but you know, like, Hey, if that doesn't work, I'm going to do other kitchen products mm -hmm. and you're committed to it. Then yeah, you register the brand. If you have something very specific, you might want to wait till that product does well to, you know, to file for a trademark or just maybe start out with a more generic type of brand name. Um, and you have to be committed to, to, you know, selling on Amazon, because if that one product doesn't work, you're going to spend five, 600 bucks on a trademark. Uh, if you're committed to selling on Amazon, then I think it's worth the expense to register a trademark. Just be smart about the brand name you choose so that you can utilize it for other products also. Yeah, I agree. One of the things I used to do in the past is I would try to use a brand that had the juiciest keywords. So I'd try to rank and I don't do that anymore, but that was kind of what I was doing. And what I realized is when I would get those things trademarked, it didn't really help me that much because people can violate that. They put, let's say you have two words. If you're called, you know, you know, you're like uh, cool shirts as your, as an example, if they pull the, put the word cool on line one in the back end keywords and shirts in their bullet points, now they're going to actually show up for your brand name and there's nothing you right. can do. They're not violating your trademark. I, I've had this issue. So I think Tryon and, and a few other people have always said, and Amazon likes this. If you look at all their brands, they're made up words, right? It'll be yes. something like a coolie or something, you know, just something yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Because if it's a made up word, it's easy to trademark. It's very easy to prove that someone's violating your trademark as well. So guys, if you can try to come up with something unique, that's my take on it. I know other people might say otherwise, but I prefer that. I don't know what you think, Liron. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think coming up with something um, unique, uh, one of my brand names is a, a combination of uh, a combination of words of, of my kids' names, for example. Um, you know, come up, yeah, come up with something unique. Uh, you can look at those Amazon. If you Google like Amazon fashion, private label brands, you'll see like Lilo and Row and whatever. The other day I'm going through in my Amazon account, I see my wife added uh, a dress from that brand, you know, into, into the, uh, the, the shopping cart. And I'm, I'm thinking, I wonder if my wife knows that's Amazon's like private label brand, you know, probably not because um, consumers don't know, but you can look, Amazon has like seven private label brands within the, um, within the, the fashion. You can kind of look up their names. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Let's say onto the next question here. Somebody's starting out, they've got a product and it's exactly the same as another product that's on Amazon, right? What would you do to outsell that other product? Yeah. So, I mean, so one, you have to consider if you, if you want to bring a product that's exactly the same, right? So you need to one evaluate the competition, right? Are there, you know, five or 10 sellers of that product or are there like five pages of sellers of that product? You might want to bring, you might not want to bring that product in if there's five pages, if the competition is, you know, uh, if there's essentially more demand than the than the supplier competition, um, there's a lot of things that you could do to differentiate yourself. So one, you know, packaging, right? And make your if they're you know if they're not showing their packaging and their images, 
you can make some great gift, you know, if it makes sense for the product, gift looking, nice packaging, that could make a really big difference. Um, even the way you title your product, right? So, you know, I think including benefits in your title of your product can, you know, make a, make a big difference. So, you know, there's a million, um, you know, a million, uh, probiotics, right. On the market supplements, and they're probably all very similar, but if you, if you're, if you're right, you know, probiotics, you know, uh, for indigestion, right. Or if you write something kind of like specific, specific benefit, never have indigestion again, then somebody who's looking for probiotics because they're having that issue is going to click on your listing because they see that benefit that they don't see with the others. They're like, Oh, that's exactly what I need it for. So you want to kind of include benefits in your title to differentiate. And then ultimately you do want to look at other things like bundling another product with it. If it, again, if it makes sense, a good place to look is customers who bought this item also bought, um, you consider bundling or consider, consider making changes. But if it's exactly the same, um, I think you want to differentiate it mainly, you know, in your title, you want to have great images. And then if you can, if you could do something with the packaging and include, an image with your, with your main image of like really nice packaging, uh, that could, you know, that alone could be, you know, to make a difference. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. All of those things are important. I always tell people images, the keywords or everything are, are super critical, but you mentioned benefits in the title. At what point, if you are running out of space and you can either put a benefit in there or you can put in some juicier keywords, which one do you choose? Um, I, I mean, I like to have, I like to have both. Um, I mean, I, I think you, if, you know, if you can have like a set of like 20 to 30 really important keywords that, that you have in a listing and they don't need to be repeated and they don't need to be together necessarily. So you can weave those into the title and bullets. And I think, you know, I think as long as you have one really good benefit in the title, then I would focus the rest on the keywords, but I would want to make sure that I have one really good benefit. Cause at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to convince sort of two different elements. You're trying to convince Amazon's algorithm that you're relevant for what the customer is looking for, but then you also have to convince the person reading it that they should click on buy your product versus somebody else's product. Um, so I think having those, you know, benefits, you know, I, you know, I have some products where, you know, I will put things like in the title, like, um, you know, she will, you know, she, she will love it. You know, she, she will love this gift or, you know, things like that, that you put in title, if it's a, you know, a jewelry item for, you know, for a woman, you know, you know, uh, her favorite piece of jewelry. I'll put that in the title because you want to kind of create that image into the, the guy probably that's buying that, you know, that item, um, or things like the perfect fit, right. If it's something that you have to put on or, you know, the perfect size or, you know, adding kind of like benefits and why somebody would want to, would want to buy, you know, if it's a kid's item, Something like, you know, makes for, you know, makes for the best parties, right? If it's like kids balloons or, or whatever it is. And I think that makes a difference in appealing to the buyer. Okay, cool. What's a food item that you absolutely hate? Um, <laughs> Your answers are so perfect and everything. I'm throwing you a curveball here. <laughs> okay. A food item I absolutely hate. I, I don't like, uh, I don't like eel. eel. Uh, okay. I can say that. I don't like eel. Um, you know, I bought some dulse last week trying to buy like healthy, you know, food. Um, have you ever had dulse? It's like no. a seaweed, it's like a seaweed. Oh. Yeah. Go, go to the health food store, like whole foods, no. uh, now <laughs> by Amazon. Yeah. Buy some dulse and try it. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's very good for you. It's seaweed. Okay. I'll have to check it out. All right. So the questions and answers so far have been fantastic minus that last one, but that was great. <laughs> we're at a time of the year now where we're in between holidays, big sales days for a lot of people just aren't common. 
What do you do during this time when it's kind of just like a, a lull to prepare for the big holidays and start to get your keywords to rank? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't understand that. They wait until like December 1st to start promoting and ranking, right? Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, the slower, you know, it is, you know, uh, a little bit slower now than it's going to be definitely into September, October, November. Uh, it's definitely a good time to try to rank for keywords because if the competition, if there's generally less sales overall, then it's going to be easier. You know, if you get 10 sales through a specific keyword, it's going to be easier for you to move up in rank than when your competition is getting a hundred sales that day when it's like November 15th, right. Or November 25th or, or whatever it is. And so now is a great time to sort of sneak up on the competition, right? People are on vacation, they're away, sales are slow. It's a great time to focus on, okay, which keywords do I want to, do I want to um, rank for? Um, and then how do I go about doing it? Um, I'm sure if you're in the uh, Illuminati mastermind or, you know, you've, uh, you know, you've been in any, uh, trainings and, you know, you have some knowledge on, on how to rank, you know, for keywords and, and boost your, um, listings through, through giveaways. And so now's a great time to do that. It's also something I'm doing now too, is I'm going into all my listings and I'm having my VA do keyword research and kind of redo my backend keywords just because I still have listings that have, you know, over the 250 characters. Um, it seems like now Amazon has kind of put something out there that the limit is 250 characters on backend keywords. And so having my VA now go through and kind of, you know, remove the old backend keywords that I had where I had, you know, like a couple thousand characters and redo those. So I'm, uh, you know, doing that, um, adding more EBC to, to listings. So this is a time to kind of, you know, optimize and also a good time to, to sort of make a move before the holiday season starts, um, you know, and if you haven't, you know, placed those fourth quarter orders, um, you know, starting, um, I think I got an email from my freight forwarder that said, uh, you know, you really, uh, I think October 1st to the 10th is like the deadline on like trying to get stuff, you know, if you don't have orders in and stuff before that, um, you know, going out of China, then you might not make it in time for like, you know, black Friday. So you definitely want to get those orders and, you know, stuff shipping ports are going to be Back backed up, up and, and yeah. clogged up. And so, you know, right now is when I have, you know, stuff on the, on the water, like on the way to Amazon for, for the holidays. Nice. Okay. So you're saying, and we've heard the same thing that if you don't have your stuff on a boat by the first half of October, there's a good chance you won't make it. There's a good chance you won't make it. And, you know, if you have to ship by air, it's a lot more expensive and, you know, you're kind of giving up a lot of margin where, where you don't need to. Um, so yeah, so, uh, my freight forwarder said October 1st to 10th, they call that the golden week, um, for some reason. Uh, but yeah, that's when you really need to have your stuff on a boat by then. Um, and you know, they said to kind of book stuff with your freight forwarder about 10 days in advance before it's even ready to ship out because things are going to get, um, really busy. Also factories are getting much busier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're placing a $5,000 order and somebody's placing 25,000, guess what? You know, their order is going to come first. Yeah. Um, you get bumped. you know, you're going to get bumped. Yep. Those are some really good points. A lot of people will think, okay, as long as I get it out by this date, it'll be here by this date and it gets into Amazon by this date. And that doesn't work, guys. I can tell you from experience, and I know Leon, you can as well, the ports are going to get backed up. There's going to be delays. Things need to get x-rayed. It's going to hold up your stuff. Then even by the time it's ready, right, there's going to be shipping delays to Amazon. And when it gets to Amazon, I've had stuff wait for like a month because they just can't get the stuff into inventory. Not everything. Sometimes things kind of slip in fast. But right. other times I've heard people in our, our Facebook group 
say that their stuff got there like the beginning of November and then it didn't actually get into Amazon until after the holidays like in January. Wow. So it's like Crazy. things can get stuck. So yeah, yep. I, I'm and, glad you, know, you got your stuff on the, on the C now. And then, and then, you know, a problem I had this year was my first quarter. I was out of stock of a lot of inventory because, um, I put those orders in too late into like December mm -hmm. and they weren't finished till after Chinese new year. Um, and so that's something you got to think about too, because as that cash comes in, you know, end of November, beginning of December, you should be putting in your orders for, you know, the new year, because, um, if they don't finish it by, you know, February, which is, you know, Chinese new year, mm -hmm. then you're going to have a, you might, you have a, you know, a, a worse first quarter than, than what you want to have. So inventory planning is really important. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So product selection, let's talk about that. This is probably one of the most common questions people have in our group is like, is this a good product? What product should I get into? And I know you and I have talked, we've hung out at events and we're both about going where other sellers don't go, right? So yep. it's going to be oversized products, heavy products, super expensive products. So what do you specifically look for in terms of this niche? For example, is pricing more important to you than the product size or the product weight? Pricing is important. Yes. Um, and I think, I think, I mean, if you could find a product that's, that's a, a little bit of a lighter product at a high price, that's, I think, you know, it could be a good area to, to get into because, you know, margins are going to be even better than p potentially on, on an oversized item. What do you consider uh, a high price? What would be a high price item outside the norm? I don't know. I, I would say, you know, I would say once you get into like 70 bucks, 80 bucks, uh, up to, you know, 200, something, something in that range. That's selling uh, at that price on Amazon, not your cost. So, selling at that price. So for example, you know, I have a product, my landed cost is about, it's a small, you know, small size. So, um, you know, my landed cost is 20 and I, I could sell it for, you know, between 60 and 70, you know, which is pretty good margins. Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's not oversized. I have another product that my landed costs about 20 sells for, you know, close to a hundred dollars. That's oversized. Um, you, you can make, you can make much, you can make much better margins, um, on those products. So, um, you know, and as much as you could probably say this a hundred times and you're still going to see, you know, if you look at any of the deal sites out there or kind of like the sites that do launches or whatever, and you look, you look on their consumer side, all you see is small, you know, products that cost under like 25 bucks, right? 20, 25 bucks. So, you know, you can shout this as loud as you want and people are still going to source those products. Why? Because it seems easy right? Product you can get shipped by air. It's going to cost you like less than five bucks. New people just getting started with, you know, a couple thousand on budget. It's easy for them to get in. Um, but you know, it also may be, it may be a mistake because you're sourcing what everybody else is sourcing. And so, you know, I like to go into, you know, something like the jungle sky web app and filter for things. I don't think anybody else, or I feel like a lot less people are filtering. And so I get different results than other people. So I look at oversized, you know, right. Um, I look at, I look at oversized, I look at high price products. I look at categories, you know, industrial and scientific, right? I mean, how many people are launching, right? Look, look at like, kind of like different you are. <laughs> <laughs> For real. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, which is, which is smart, right? Because you want to go where other places don't. And we, and again, you know, I'm sure Manny and I can shout this from the top of the biggest building. This is still going to be a great area to go into because, you know, a lot of people just don't either have the funds or they're afraid of shipping by boat because their first product and they don't really know how to do it. But, it, but you know, once you do it once it's easy. And so, you know, I would recommend that you, you look for those areas where, you know, instead of needing to sell, you know, 700, 800 units a month to kind of, you know, have good revenue on a product, 
you might only need to sell 150 units a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a product that could do, you know, 10 grand in revenue, um, which, yeah. is, which is much easier. Right. And those errors are also less competitive. It just it just takes a little bit more to to get it going. And I would also say, you know, go online, go on websites like Pinterest and Etsy and, and other websites and get design ideas that don't exist on Amazon and, and, and make those designs. Yeah, uh, because you can find you can find a lot of designs for, for products that are that are not on Amazon at all. Those are some really good points. I think what a lot of people fail to see is that you have a ton of new sellers coming in. The majority of sellers are coming in with five thousand dollars or less to start their business. So right. the mindset is, I need to order a lot of products, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a product where you're sourcing it, and let's just assume that it costs you a hundred bucks, that's your cost, and you're gonna it's a three hundred dollar product. Nobody's going to get into that. You're going to have out of a thousand sellers that are coming in, one person's going to go after that, maybe, right? So the amount of people that are getting into this is much lower. Now, because this product is so expensive, it fits a $300 product as an example. And I know that's on a very high level, um, but how many reviews is that product going to have? Not a lot, right? Not that many people are buying it. It's not like a a fidget spinner that's going to have 12,000 reviews. This is maybe some kind of industrial product and it has 30 reviews. So for you to get in there, if you can just get just a few reviews already, you're looking more competitive versus trying to get into something where you're selling some kind of oil and there's somebody's got, you know, thousands of reviews. So another thing. And and think about your PPC costs. Your costs are are probably around the same for, you know, per click for an item that's going to, that you might make four or $5 a unit and an item that you're going to make, you know, 50 bucks a unit. Um, so you have a lot more room to play and you don't need to be as good at, you know, uh, PPC even right to, to make your PPC profitable because, um, you, you can afford a lot more clicks, uh, than, you know, without a sale than, than on other items. So, you know, you have, you have advantages, um, in, you know, in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways going after higher priced, you know, oversized type products. Yeah. So there you have it guys. You know, if you're thinking about it, Go into whatever tool you're using to find products. Leron mentioned Jungle Scout, their web app that has the ability to source or filter by oversized items, by weights, by reviews, by everything. So we're on video and you kind of you kind of laughed a little when I said Jungle Scout web app. Do you, do you have do you have a software tool for that or another recommendation? <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's, no, okay. there, no, there's there's good, good tools out there. We've always had, I've, I've said it, I think, from the very beginning of our, our podcast that we have like kind of an internal tool that we've used. But you know, Jungle Scout's good. Viral Launch has got a good tool. Uh-huh. You know, there's, yeah, there's, there's some good tools out there. I have nothing bad to say yeah. about any of those things. I, in fact, I think you should use them all because yeah. you're going to find something that one of them doesn't have. And I like the, so I like the, the Viral Launch Market Intelligence, the, the mm-hmm. app. Um, I really like it. Um, I think they are planning on coming out with like a sourcing tool also. Um, and I like the Jungle Scout web app which is different than the extension for kind of filtering. But yeah. uh, I really like the, the market intelligence app, um, especially one of the things, I mean, it gives you, you know, sales over review ratio, for example, something you can look at to see, you know, a product that only has, you know, 50 reviews might be getting a thousand sales a month. And you can look at those ratios. Their recommendation is when you look at that column is anything over two is generally pretty good. Um, so for each review, you're getting two sales, for example, anything above that one review, three sales, one review to four sales, anything above two is good. So there's some good metrics there, um, that I really like. I use the, you know, so, so I use that, but again, like I said earlier, when we talk about expenses, you know, we all have, you know, probably a bunch of different tools we use for different things. Yeah. Perfect. What's your formula to dominate? Just going to ask you straight up. Yeah. So, so, you know, I like to, um, call it a sort of a triple threat formula, right? Triple I want to threat. 
Triple threat. That sounds scary. All right, let's do it. uh, To attack. So, I mean, and it's it's essentially very simple. Like you, you essentially, uh, a lot of people ask this question. You've probably been asked this question. You know, should I do sponsored ads for my own brand name, for example? And I say, yeah, of course you should, because first of all, other people are going to be doing sponsored ads on your brand name if you if you have a little bit of traction within within your niche um, and they're going to show up. And so what you want to do is you want to take as much real estate up on the page as you can. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, I grew up liking the Knicks, you know, kind of like uh, Patrick Ewing down in the in the paint, blocking out your competition, elbowing out. That's kind of how I think about the Amazon marketplace. Right. You want to bump out the competition. And so. You know, the triple threat means, you know, you want to go after the organic ranking. You want to you want to, you know, target, uh, you know, giveaways or or whatever you need to do to kind of rank for for keywords. You want to use, um, you know, AMS. And now you could do it through Seller Central headline ads, although I still like AMS better. Um, So AMS headline ads, um, you do product display ads, you do sponsored ads. So, you know, using AMS, using organic ranking, using sponsored ads is kind of the triple threat formula, right? You want to take up as much real estate as possible. I mean, it's to me amazing to think that you can be on, you know, immediately when launching a product on page one, at least with, with advertising on the world's you know, best uh, selling platform ever, you know, that, that that's built Amazon. And so to me, that's kind of how you really go to, to dominate. And it's also, it's also, it's good offensive and it's good defensive, right? Maybe you have a product you're not doing sponsored ads on, but suddenly, you know, or headline or anything, it's selling really well, but suddenly you have some competition comes in. Well, you know, you already have sales, you already have profit coming in from that product. You can now utilize that to put up a higher bid, you know, and make the competition have to spend a lot of money in order to get to that, you know, top page one space and make it, you know, it's very difficult for them to to compete with you and sort of bump them out. And so, um, you know, I think you need to utilize all these tools that are that are available to you. I'm happy to break even on sponsored ads all day because. Yeah. You know, it's just additional space that I'm taking on, additional um, awareness for my brand. Um, and, you know, I'm, I also know that that sales velocity, those reviews that I'm getting through sponsored ads and and, and everything else helps me organically. Yeah. Um, and it's boosting your, your keyword search rankings as well. Even if right. you're breaking even, that's what my girlfriend's now. Uh, it's funny. Almost everything we've talked about is what she's doing now. She's like, hey, I found this product. And I'm like, no, get some oversized. And she's like, right. I'm breaking even on, on my, uh, my advertising. I'm like, that's good right now. You're just starting. Get some keyword right. data. Get that ranking on keywords. So yeah, that's all super valuable information. Super, super yeah. solid. Cool. So I want everybody to know that Leron is one of the few guys out there that really knows his stuff. You know, he's not perpetrating here. This guy is selling, he's doing really well, and he teaches people how to do all of this, right? And I actually have probably another 15 awesome questions that I want to ask you, and, and we don't have time. So what I'd like to do is have you come back on the show uh, at a different time, because I want to yep. find out how you're getting reviews and how you're negotiating with your suppliers. And I've, I've got a list of them here. Um, oh, great. But you do have something where people can go hang out with you at a pretty badassical house, I've heard, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this. I know what it is, guys. This is not an affiliate promotion. This is not anything where I get anything out of it, except for hopefully a cocktail from you when we meet. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but I wanted to uh, let Leron talk about it because I think it's a really good opportunity for, the, for any listeners or viewers. So yeah, why don't you tell them a little bit about what you got sure. going on? Yep. So, so we're doing, um, and with my, uh, training partner, um, Andy Slammons and, uh, Nathan Slammons, uh, what we're doing is, uh, in October, October 6th to the 9th, we've, uh, rented out a gigantic mansion, um, in Orlando with a pool, private chef. It'll be kind of five-star accommodations, really nice place. Um, we're going to have, uh, we have 
probably about five spots left total, probably like 15 sellers there. Um, and what we're going to be doing is essentially sessions teaching, um, and from A to Z, as far as private label on Amazon. So how to find products, how to rank those products, how to do sponsored ads, how to do copywriting. Um, we're going to do sessions all weekend, uh, essentially teaching, uh, again, everything, uh, where it comes to Amazon private label. Um, and then also the, the benefit of it is that we also, one, it's everyone stays in the same house. So you network with other sellers, really good opportunity. Um, at the last retreat we did, we had two sellers that partnered up on a product, um, that actually they sent me pictures. They just sent over to, to, um, to Amazon. Um, so you'll form some partnerships and, and masterminds with other people there. Um, and with that also, um, you, we, we spend one-on-one -on -one time also in the evening, um, people there last night, ordering samples, um, negotiating with suppliers. We we're sitting kind of next to them. We're searching for products together with them, looking at your listings. Um, so there's a lot of good one-on-one -on -one time. Um, and then along with that, uh, retreat, you get access to our private label and sponsored ads course, as well as a year into our, um, private, um, Facebook group. Um, so we're doing this October 6th to 9th. We have uh, about five spots left and we set up a separate page. Uh, for your audience only because we wanted to um, uh, knock off a thousand dollars off the price um, of, of coming. Um, and so it's at uh, amazingfreedom.com slash AMPM. Um, you'll be able to go there and get all the information on the retreat. It'll be Orlando, Florida. Um, everything will be covered. All you have to do is pretty much uh, get there. That's awesome. So people get a thousand bucks if they go to that, that URL? Off the normal price? Um, yeah, you get $1,000 off the normal price. You'll get our course, you know, which is a $2,000 course. So you get that, you get our inner circle group, which, you know, people cool. pay like hundred bucks a month for. So um, lots of, lots of bonuses. And yeah, we, and uh, you know, um, we, uh, we wanted to do something uh, again, you know, for your, for your audience. We appreciate you allowing, uh, allowing me to come on here and uh, talk about it. Absolutely. You're always full of nuggets. So guys, what did you think of the content that Liron gave today? I think it's awesome. But Liron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.